Welcome to the A&A Podcast, the Catch-All Christian Podcast where we talk about Jesus, apologetics, theology, and more. We hope to provide a biblical perspective on issues facing young adults today and pray our conversations would draw you closer to the heart of Jesus through each episode. Welcome to the A&A Podcast. I'm Ashley, and today I'm in a new location. <laughs> I'm currently on spring break in the mountains of Montana. It's beautiful here. My in-laws and my husband are skiing. They got like eight inches of snow last night, and so they are living for this. Um, it looks like a winter wonderland outside. It's so beautiful. It looks like someone painted it. But I decided to stay in today. <laughs> I'm more excited than I should be to be staying in, but, you know, that's the life of a homebody. Anyway, I'm not talking about being a homebody today. I am talking about the Bible, which obviously I should be talking about the Bible. This is a Christian podcast. But I'm going to be starting a series on each of the biblical books. I think personally, I tend to forget what each of the books is about. And so hopefully this will be helpful to someone else as well, not just me. But I thought that maybe we need to take a step back before we start diving into each of the books and go over what the Bible is about generally, if that makes sense. So... In a previous episode entitled God's Salvation Story in Five Words, I kind of went over what the story of the Bible is about, which could be summed up in creation, fall, redemption, call, restoration. And I'll link that video somewhere at some point in this video. Uh, Go back and listen to that if you're really interested in what the story of the Bible is about. I kind of want to look at the how the Bible is set up and divided in this episode, not really the over like the the story in depth I don't know if that's making sense we'll just jump into it um the first question I kind of thought about was who wrote the bible simply put God and man Christians believe that God divinely inspired the bible so we we believe that the holy spirit worked through human authors to pen down exactly what was supposed to be Christians say the bible is infallible which means incapable of being in error because of God's divine penning in the matter. We call it the word of the Lord because we believe that the, the Lord spoke through these human authors to get exactly what he wanted down on paper, which is pretty cool. As we explore each of the books of the, of the Bible in upcoming episodes, I'll discuss the human authorship of each book, but just know that when each of the human authors are talked about, God is ultimately behind that and is the ultimate author of the Bible. In multiple places, it says that the word of the Lord is flawless. And so, again, that's where we get the um, infallibility of Scripture from. Now, how is the Bible divided up? The Christian Bible is one big book divided into two parts, the Old Testament and the New Testament, which consists of 66 smaller books in there. So it's one big book with a bunch of smaller books, if that makes sense. The first section of that book is called the Old Testament, or the Tanakh, as the Jewish people call it. This chronicles God's chosen people, the Israelites, as they await the coming Messiah. It's filled with many ups and downs, much redemption, and many sins. There are 39 books in this section, and this is the part of the Bible that both Christians and Jewish people can lock arms in. Lock arms in? Is that the saying? And um, agree that this is the word of God. Now, the next section is the New Testament, which consists of 29 books. This section chronicles the life of the Messiah, Jesus, all the way through Jesus' second coming and the end of the earth, or the earth being made new. The fulfillment of all things promised in the Old Testament 
come to fruition in the New Testament. Unlike the Old Testament, Jewish people do not believe this is God's word. They reject the notion that Jesus is the Messiah foretold throughout the Tanakh. But it's abundantly clear that Jesus is the Messiah. He is the one foretold, the one promised back in Genesis, and he is the one spoken about throughout the entirety of the Old Testament. The breakdown between Jewish and Christian beliefs is one for another episode, but no, broadly, the New Testament is rejected by Jewish people. Continuing on, the Bible is not totally chronologically organized. There is some chronology to it, like Revelation doesn't come at the beginning of the Bible, it comes at the end where it talks about the end times. Um, but it's really divided into genres, several different genres, and grouped accordingly. To finish answering how the Bible is grouped, we need to know the literary genres that are present. So, what are the literary genres of the Bible? Several key genres that emerge within the pages of the Bible include historical narratives, poetry, wisdom literature, prophecy, the Gospels, epistles, and apocalyptic writings. I'm so glad I said that correctly. <laughs> now, some say there are a few other categories, but it seems like most all books fit into these broad categories and can be broken down more. Now I want to briefly kind of go through the books in order to discuss the genres represented. The Old Testament has roughly four genres represented. Historical narratives, poetry, wisdom literature, and prophecy. Often the poetry and wisdom literature, yeah, the poetry and wisdom literature go together. But anyway, the first five books of the Old Testament are Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, 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 <laughs> Numbers, and Deuteronomy. They're referred to as the Pentateuch, Penta meaning five, the Law, the books of Moses, or the Torah. These fall into the literary genre of historical narratives. These book chronicles, these books chronicle the beginning of the world, Israel's formation, Israel's failures, and the structure of the Jewish faith. The next section of books are Joshua, Judges, Ruth, 1st and 2nd Samuel, 1st and 2nd Kings, 1st and 2nd Chronicles, Ezra, Nehemiah, and Esther. These two fit into the historical narrative category. These books continue to follow the Jewish nation with many ups and downs along the way. It is here that there is a shift in the genres. Next comes the poetic books, Job, Psalms, Proverbs, Ecclesiastes, Song and Song of Solomon. Lamentations is also a poetic book, but it falls in the middle of the next genre. So, mu so much could be said about these books, but um, I'll save that for some upcoming episodes. For now, know that these books are poetic, and oftentimes they're also wisdom literature woven in. So, like, Proverbs has a lot of wisdom literature and whatnot. We'll get into that more later, but just know that those are the genres we're working with. After this, a shift again occurs, bringing us to the prophetic books. Isaiah, Jeremiah with the Lamentations interlude, Ezekiel, Daniel, Hosea, Joel, and Amos, Obadiah, Jonah, Micah, Nahum, Habakkuk, Zephaniah, Haggai, Zechariah, and Malachi. Whew. These are broken into two more sections, the major and minor prophets. Major are just basically the long books, minor are just the shorter books. Um... Basically, these are all warnings to the Jewish people to repent or face God's judgment, which, spoiler alert, they often have to face God's judgment because they do not repent. At the very end of the section, the Israelites stop hearing from God. There is a period of silence of 400 years before God speaks again. This break leads us to the New Testament. So think of Old Testament, 400 years, New Testament. The New Testament has about four different genres. The Gospels, which I guess could be considered historical narrative, but we'll just call them their own category. Historical narratives, epistles, and apocalyptic literature. The first four books of the New Testament are the Gospels, which are Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. 
These books chronicle the life of Jesus, his ministry, his death, and resurrection. Each book is written for a different audience, which I'll get into in more episodes to come. For now, know that that 400 years of silence ends with the beginning of the New Testament. Next, come the, next comes the Book of Acts, um, which is a historical narrative. This chronicles the beginning of the early church immediately after Jesus ascends to heaven. Acts is also written by the author of Luke, which is Dr. Luke. So you can kind of think of it as just a continuation of Luke or like an epilogue to Luke. Epilogue? Is that after? Yeah, epilogue. A preface. Preface is what comes before. Preface? Anyway. <laughs> Yikes. Next come the epistles, which are Romans, 1st and 2nd Corinthians, Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, and Colossians, 1st and 2nd Thessalonians, 1st and 2nd Timothy, Titus and Philemon, Hebrews, James, 1st and 2nd Peter, 1st, 2nd, 3rd John, and Jude. <sighs> Epistle just means letter, and most of these books are letters written by the Apostle Paul to churches and ministry companions, though there are some other authors represented. This makes up the bulk of the New Testament. Finally comes the apocalyptic book, Revelation. This chronicles the end of the world, where Jesus comes back to judge both the living and the dead. Though most of this book seems like it might be more gloom and doom, there's also great hope found within the pages. The final redemption of the world happens. The perfect world created in Genesis comes to be again, and God's people get to dwell with him forever in shalom, shalom, which means just perfect peace. Now, this is the only book of the Bible that hasn't fully come to completion. There are ones in the Old Testament that have some apocalyptic literature in them. Like, um, they're all in the uh, prophetic books. So, some of the things that are foretold are for Jesus' first coming and second coming. Some of the things have already happened um, and come to completion in the Old Testament books. But the book of Revelation is yet to come, if that makes sense. We eagerly await the day in which it comes to completion because we get to dwell with Jesus forever, which is so special. But until then, we get the privilege and the honor of reading God's very own word to us. It's really cool. In one of the um, episodes that we did before, we talked about how prayer is us speaking to God and God speaks to us through his word, which is so amazing. How amazing is it that the God of the entire universe cares enough about us to speak to us, um, to, to pour out his love to us. And this book is the antidote, the cure to all of the sin sickness in the world. Anyway, I shall tangent, I shall go on a tangent no more is what I was trying to say. Anyway, <laughs> my high school English teacher would hate how I do these episodes because I just end so abruptly, but that's all I have to say for today. Uh, stay tuned for more episodes to come when I go through the books of the Bible. I wouldn't expect an episode per book. I'll probably break it down into sections, but we'll see what happens. Until next time, thanks for watching. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the A&A Podcast. Please consider leaving a like and a comment on Apple, Spotify, or Google Podcasts so others can find our show and get connected to Jesus. You can stay connected with us both on Instagram and YouTube at AAPod2022. Again, that's at AAPod2022. Have any topics you'd like here discussed or questions you'd like answered? DM us on Instagram. Business inquiries can be emailed to us at aandapod22 at gmail.com. Again, that's aandapod22 at gmail.com. May the Lord strengthen and bless you today and always.